0: Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet.
1: Yep. That's me. I don't
0: <gasps> You're so bad. <laughs> and like we talk every week about how bad you are at it, so you think that you'd get better.
1: I believe in gimmicks. I'm a gimmick man. I,
0: uh, okay.
1: And I live my gimmick
0: yeah, every day.
1: In that I'm terrible. (laughs) Every day. Every day. It is June 7th. I don't have to use the date a lot today, so I wasn't sure what the Uh. day was. (laughs) Uh, 2021, welcome. If you're new here, every single time uh, we record. (laughs) When's the last time we recorded? I feel like it's been a very long time since we recorded.
0: I feel like we recorded three days ago.
1: No. No, it's been it's been it's been at least like two weeks I'm gonna say maybe. Cool.
0: The last time we recorded it was with Tope.
1: Which they haven't heard yet.
0: Right. But that's, that's the last why. time we recorded. We're all out
1: we're all yeah, we're all out of wax. Right, we right. weren't sitting here.
0: Oh that's why. oh that's yeah. Welcome so, yeah. what we
1: do. We talk about our lives, but we also talk about a random movie that we And we've if we're not
0: sitting on our couch, then it messes mullet me up.
1: That episode really did mess me up, so uh, be on the lookout in two weeks' time for the first episode in our guest star series featuring Tope Banjo, where we discuss the movie I Love You Man. That episode is already in the can, soon to be edited. Uh, at the end of the episode, or the beginning of the episode as well, we always talk about how we do this episode on our couch, because when we first started doing this, we would set up like I would record any other podcast with my microphone and my laptop, and it just didn't feel right, and one night we watched a movie super late, before we had a child, and we just stayed up and recorded in our in our chairs, and it was so much better.
0: So much better.
1: So we were really testing the limits of how far we've come over the past six, seven years, essentially, by going back to a table and recording, but trusting the people that are with us on the episode to basically carry, which is what I feel like Tope did. Um, well, yeah, also- but I
0: mean, there's nothing Tope does that he doesn't carry the rest of the team or... The group effort,
1: or the or the woman, um, so yeah, so we're a little out of out of whack, out of sorts. So you,
0: there are a few episodes too, if you go back and listen to to our catalog, where we actually recorded in our bed before too, because you're you're, we had guests in the living room or whatever, right? And um, those I think were the worst ones that we've
1: done. No, there was there was like one or two that were okay. Those are the worst because you can't hear them. Because we also were like, well, we can't, like, talk. Yeah, yeah. Can't I can't, be like, loud. talk how I normally would because, like, I don't want to wake those people up that are sleeping on my couch. And by those people, I mean my parents. Um, yeah, so. So, yeah. So. There's a
0: lot a lot of things going on. So, so yeah, I, it was kind of weird because I couldn't also fall asleep in the middle of the episode. Because I was like sitting upright. Oh, we're going to get
1: to you falling asleep on today's episode. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. I thought it. you said
0: that you were going to start taking pictures as proof because I don't remember falling asleep.
1: Oh, no, I said I was going to do many things, so this is, today is one of them, and we'll see what the other one, if I do the other one another time. Um,
0: You're not giving me a quiz, are you?
1: So, what we I'm are... I'm going to fucking
0: kill you. <laughs> so, what we
1: we're discussing today is a random movie from the box, The Maltese Falcon, but before we get there... Eventful weekend for the Mullet family. We had our daughter Jillian's first ever dance recital this past weekend. Uh, she uh, was taking Twinkle Star classes. Ballet jazz.
0: And, I'm sorry. Jazz? Ballet and jazz. Ballet and tap. This what your show where you were No, your
1: grandmother kept asking me about Whiplash, and I have had to talk about jazz so much this weekend. Um, ballet and tap. Uh, a whole company. Like We went and saw a two-hour dance show. Which, thankfully, was not as bad as I was fearing because I didn't know that it was going to be, like, high schoolers.
0: Well, yeah. It's the whole company. It's, like, from two years old to 18 years old. But I
1: old. thought there was going to be, like, literally, the meticulously, like, here's the four-year-old show, and the five-year-old, and the six-year-old. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot more bad dancing than what it was. Like, half of it was like, okay, this is this is all right. Like, this isn't my cup of tea, but I can appreciate and right,
0: like. I can see them on, like, America's Got Talent. I could, I, could, I could see them living their
1: life in like the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review you know what I mean uh, so that, that was fun I wanna she's gonna hear this probably never although I I do have a thing where like I'm saving every episode of Mayor of the Movies so that way when she's older she can listen to all of them this is the legacy we're leaving for her uh, in,
0: poor Jillian
1: instead of money <laughs> there's, there's 2,000 podcast episodes I hope this is like cryptocurrency um,
0: could you imagine
1: I mean great We'd be rich. And literally, we'd be rich Camalucci. <laughs> so, if you ever hear this, Jillian, know that your first dance recital weekend, you were an absolute angel this weekend. When you have a four and a half year old, there are times when you have a four and a half year old. And <laughs> mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do what you tell her. And she's moody. And she doesn't listen. And she's and She acts just like
0: her dad. Huh? Right. She's just
1: like her mother as well. She is the best and the worst of us. This weekend, I don't know whose child she was because she was she great. Was not
0: neither of ours. Neither we were ours. acting like children. She was
1: so sweet and kind to all of the family. We had a big group of people. We had your family. We had my mom. We had, we had friends. We had all kinds of people come in, and she was just so nice and so sweet. We went to the pool and had so much fun, and we went and did a lot of walking and, and playing, and uh, and all the food and she ate and and laughed and was so nice. Jillian, I love you so much. Um, you this, were awesome this weekend. So thank you for making a very very good weekend. We're all here for you.
0: And, and for everyone great. else listening, uh, ignore all that. Why? And, uh, no, I don't know. You just you're turning this into like a mushy. Mushy with
1: I'm not allowed movies. to say I love my... What do you find?
0: Mushy with me. All
1: right, so, uh, Jillian, also, when you hear this, know that I've always loved you more than your mother, apparently. No, that's not true. Who mom. is shitting all over my sentiment towards but you.
0: There's just heaven place for everything. I'm
1: sharing with the world that I love my daughter. This is just this is just evidence now when I finally branch off to our new podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> used to be married with movies. <laughs> when
0: you're so mean
1: I'm not mean you're mean to me you're making fun of me for saying how much I love kidding. my
0: daughter I'm just kidding too oh you're kidding that you love your daughter see I told no. you this is just proof
1: I, I also am trying to to kill time because I don't want to get to talking about today's movie because I don't want to embarrass you so much cool <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to discuss from this weekend? Or no. Going on? No? Okay, fine. Well, then today's movie was randomly drawn out of the box. This is episode 347. So we are very, very fastly approaching the end of our, uh, our our little run here. It is the classic, one of the greatest films on many different lists, AFI and all kinds of other things of all time, The Maltese Falcon. <sighs> What? They say falcon a lot. I know. Falcon and falcon are both okay. I will from here on in okay. say falcon. Okay. Because how I know how to say it. Am I wrong?
0: Uh, you do you, bro. You hum- do you. I'm not, I don't want to fuck you up.
1: Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, the Maltese falcon. The best mystery thriller of the year. This is like from actual... <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> it's like... What this is this, like an actual 1941 review or something? Mm-hmm. Young Mr. Houston, yeah, this is, gives promise of becoming one of the smartest directors in the field. Humphrey Bogart, at his peak, says Bosley Crowther, the New York Times. Yeah, that was a 1941 review on it, and then like, Bosley Bows, Crowther... Um, a gallery of high living lowlifes will stop at nothing to get their sweaty hands on a jewel encrusted falcon. Detective Sam Spade, Humphrey Bogart, wants to find out why and who will take the fall for his partner's murder. An all star cast, fuck, including Sidney Greenstreet, Mary Astor, Peter Laurie, and Elusha.
0: Oh,
1: Cook Jr. joins Bogart in this crackling mystery masterwork written for the screen from Dashiell Hammett's novel and directed by John Huston. This nominee for three Academy Awards, Best Picture, Supporting Actor Green Street, and Screenplay, Huston, catapulted Bogart to stardom and launched Huston's directorial career. That's one. I knew. That was close. I watched it. So that's that fucking guy. Because that's a guy. It was the same weird fucking bug-eyed fuck that was in The Killing. <laughs> uh, he's the LVP of the movie. I, I'm just saying <laughs> it now. I hate that fucking guy. I hated him in The Killing, and then we gave it to mumbly, mumbly Frank mumbly Stallone looking motherfucker mumbly in The mumbly Killing mumbly instead. And I was like, oh, that guy had a weird name. I remember it. And I was watching the movie. I looked him up, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's got like a girl's name. And I was like, oh, yeah, fucking whatever. Not thinking he was going to be on the back of the box he was going to be that fucking important to me on the fucking box. So I'm one up, right? Yep. Now, this is important. As we, as we talked about in the intro to the show, we are recorded episode 349, which was Samantha's turn reading. So we are still in order reading. So you have one more movie to read, and I have one more movie to read, and then it is done. Oof. What are we doing if it is a tie? We have not discussed that. Do we go in Extras. All right, so this is what we'll do. So officially on the record, if it is tied at episode three fifty, then what we will do is we will do basically the next one to mess up without the other one messing up. So like,
0: oh, just, just like a, a spelling bee.
1: Yes, just like a spelling bee, exactly. Yeah. So if I mess hey, up, hey,
0: hey, go fuck yourself. So
1: if I mess up on a box and you mess up twice on the next one. Well, then it's over. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it goes back and forth, right?
1: Back and forth until like, if I mess up. And then you don't mess up. Well, then it's over. If I right. don't mess up and you mess up, then it's over. We each get an equal opportunity but yes, at it. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's exactly like if I spell a word wrong in a spelling bee, and then you also spell the word wrong, right. Then we both lose.
1: Yeah, so you'll be reading Lilo and Stitch, and I'll be reading Goodfellas. So that's great. What's what's ending this all hope out? There's no. And I'm up one.
0: I hope there's no Hawaiian, <laughs> Hawaiian or, or alien.
1: <laughs> Hawaiian or if aliens. there's like hieroglyphics or like like wingdings on there, it fucking oh, counts. Oh
0: shut the fuck out wingdings.
1: Uh yeah. So oh, I just noticed the special features here. It had Warner Night at the Movies, 1941 short subjects gallery. It also had some classic cartoons on here. How about that? Uh, so I'd never seen this movie. This was definitely a five dollar Walmart purchase way back when. That was just like, oh yeah, the Maltese Falcon. This is like one of the most like referenced famous films of all time. I believe it was in the top 25 or 30 of both mm-hmm. AFI, top 100 lists um, of all-time mm-hmm. movies that were made. It was very high on the mystery or noir list. It's been, you know, uh, one of the most quoted movies for the, the final line of the movie, the things the dreams are made of, all, all sorts of...
0: Yeah.
1: All sorts. Um, so, yeah. I haven't seen it before. Me neither. I mean, some would say you still haven't seen it.
0: I saw. I saw enough of it. You did. I did. What you did want you want to quiz me?
1: What did you think about it?
0: I mean, it was fine.
1: So I wh- mean,
0: Humphrey Bogart's super charismatic. Like, you can't deny that. Is he? He, he is. <sighs> he is. So this
1: movie really highlighted to me a struggle. My main struggle with. Classic cinema, mm. 30s to 50s cinema, uh-huh. specifically leading man stuff. Oh, is, is
0: it? Is it because you're jealous? Because if I was having this conversation about leading women, which I've done on this show, and said uh-huh. how I hate the leading women in this movie, that movie, whatever movie, you... you're like, oh, it's because you're jealous, because it's a a hot girl, whatever.
1: No, because you're because women are fucking catty, awful bitches.
0: That's not and true. And jealous. That's not true. I'm just doing
1: this as I will tell you right to your fucking face or to whoever you want if you're bad or not at your acting ability. I've said plenty of times when women are bad at acting, I was like, they're bad at acting. I'm not saying Hungry Bogart is bad at acting. That'd be an awful take. What I'm saying is that the standard. Mm. You open your water, it's like, embarrass myself. With this probably t- truly terrible take.
0: No, but I just think that it's such a double standard because if I said what you're about to say about a leading woman in film, which I have said on this podcast before and you have called me out on it and said that I'm just but you're being about a jealous modern. of bitch, doesn't matter. I'm trying, to make a,
1: I'm trying to make a statement about something that is, over the course of 80 years, how acting in a leading man has changed and evolved. Where I think back in the day, to your point, quote unquote charisma carried over so much more to a general audience than acting ability. I don't think hungry Humphrey Bogart, hungry Bogart Humphrey Bogart is a bad actor per se. I think that the noir style generally is pretty
0: forgiving.
1: Forgiving for a certain tone and line delivery because that's just how like cool detectives were drawn up and perceived ah. it's something I personally struggled with and this is this is a, the worst correlation of all time as I'm comparing myself to Humphrey Bogart but when I <laughs> when I did uh, when I did Laura which mm-hmm. is a movie we covered for in the podcast before which
0: I did sleep through
1: yes uh, which is to me a much better movie mm-hmm. than the Maltese Falcon um, and that again might be blasphemy but I think Laura has been highly regarded you know in similar cir- circles one of the greatest wars of all time it was the hardest role I've ever done because I watched a couple, I watched Lore and I watched a couple other noirs, not this one particularly, I don't remember which ones, to try to figure out, like, how these detective characters are supposed to act. And every day my director would be like, you sound bored, you sound monotone, you sound this. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like It's because I'm supposed you're not be-
0: charismatic.
1: Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, but to a certain extent, like, I, I'm charismatic in a different way, and I think that's what I'm ultimately drilling down the difference between today's leading men and today's like star actors versus those actors back then is just the sensibilities of what a man are like. You couldn't do. What Sam Spade does in this movie, in real life especially, or in a movie today, and so be considered a quote-unquote protagonist. He's not really a protagonist in this. He's just out for himself. He's just trying to make money and, and get to the bottom of this. He doesn't necessarily really trying to solve or avenge his ex-partner's death because it seems like he's been sleeping with his wife anyway, or they've, they have this unspoken love affair. Just he has this unspoken love affair with uh, the main the suspect, main, uh-huh. the main female in this yeah. movie. It's just all so weird, and at the crux of it, you have Humphrey Bogart, you know, like I was saying, being this charismatic enigma, not Jeff Hardy, uh, Of just, uh, I watch it and I'm like, I don't see how people connected to it because it's so old and so foreign to me. So that at its core, I struggle with enjoying the movie. I can see how in 1941, this was the fucking tits. Like you have, you know, some pretty good twists and turns, some some shocking reveals, uh, a plot that isn't, you know, just kind of, Right in front of your face, here it is, follow it, go for it. You know, you have to kind of weave in and figure out who's on what side and who's doing what. I can appreciate that. But, I don't know, over the course of 80 years, it's aged well. Um,
0: okay, I, I guess I can see your point. I disagree, Okay. A so, bit. So. Um, you know, I think. I mean, I think that. You, they don't. Like, noirs. Mm-hmm. Don't exist anymore. Like, they don't do noirs anymore. No. Because you don't have that charismatic enigma. The whole point is you're supposed to be drawn to this character.
1: Sure. If if they do do noirs nowadays and they're not necessarily film noirs like detective noirs they're like neo-noirs like sci-fi tinted or or like
0: They do a lot more like Voice over work. They do a lot more like.
1: What's the old noir like? Uh,
0: like storytelling. Like I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do a mean. lot more like of like that storytelling kind of thing. Not in the same way that these classic noirs are. You know, and, and you know Bogart and and Cary Grant and all these these old time actors, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Like they all have a certain. Like I don't think any of them were necessarily like stand out the best person i've ever seen on the screen like right. and, and and especially during this time there weren't a lot of different roles to take on you sure. know like like they're all very much like yes okay maybe they're different characters but they're all in the same vein right because well, because that's kind of that's what drew people in that's what people wanted to go see that's also like what they could do but i i don't think in a way it's their fault but like that's what was
1: I was saying. Hold the fuck. You are busted. What? I looked at your phone and saw a wall of text and yeah, I was like there's was no Wikipedia. way you took all those notes. No. And you pulled up Wikipedia yeah. when you already know I'm about to quiz you. I didn't know you were going to so quiz me. So you're cheating. I
0: asked you and you didn't answer me so I took that as a no. Did you tell me yes or no?
1: You should know me by now.
0: I it- you should also know that you didn't answer me, so... Okay.
1: So, so, do me a favor. Uh, I just saw how many notes you have. Could you read your notes verbatim for the the, the listening audience? I
0: could say, Bogart is so good, so charismatic, and so smooth, and he's great. And that... I said, you go, Sam Spade. And... uh That's it? That guy just got shot just like that? That's your last note? That was the first five minutes of the movie! No, that was my first note. I read them mostly backwards. But... I also didn't take a lot of notes in the last movie that we recorded, so you can suck my dick. So, thanks so much. Um, what was I saying? Why did you have to interrupt me? Now I lost my train of thought. It wasn't a good one, anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You were talking about... Uh-huh. Uh, I, you, I was listening. Where are you? You were talking about, like...
0: Do
1: mm. you want me to stop and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. everyone <laughs> so I can figure it out <laughs> no
0: I don't I want you to tell me what I was talking I about because you were listening no so idea. intently to me hmm. I
1: have no idea
0: yeah that's why I wish I had been born like during that time so I could so be I could, with a real man
1: so I could, I could forcibly kiss you anytime I wanted no, to no so
0: I could be with a real man
1: that's... Uh, the, Not you. The other stuff that's aged bad Damn. is just like... Well,
0: obviously, but times were very different then, and I think a lot of people talk about that. I mean, I think that's a known fact.
1: I think you were you were getting to... Uh, the point you were trying to make was the difference between, like, what a leading man and what a man is then versus now. Cause yes. Because I, I was about to piggyback on that, and that, like... It's the same problem I have with when people say, "Oh, well, the greatest animated movie of all time is Snow White and the Seven It's so Like, no, that fuck is you! It's the first. It's the, the oldest. Like, just because something is old doesn't make it better than what we have now. And they, they make them like they used to. Like,
0: that, if, if, if Humphrey Bogart's things. one of
1: the top five or ten actors of all time, okay, cool. That's your opinion. I thoroughly disagree with you based on what I've seen because I would put, you know, X, Y, Z from the past fifteen, twenty five years over sure. them because sure. you know.
0: I, yes, but then it's also, like, it's also, like, a sign of the times, and also... Sure. The point I was also trying to make is, like, that is a particular subset of movie, right? And, like, he's, like, that particular subset of movie actor. He didn't do yeah. horror movies, or, you know, like... like Sure. You know what I mean? He's a specific type of actor, just like there's other actors now who are only in Comedies, or only in horror movies or only in this or that, whatever. So, I mean, I get it. I still think that he's a great actor. I think he he does a great job in this role bringing this character to life. And I think that you aren't meant to, you know, be on his side the whole time. Mm -hmm. To go back to what you said. I mean, I think that that's part of the ambiguity of this movie and how it kind of... Goes on to portray like this person is good. Oh no, they're not. Well, but there's nobody well, that's there's, fully good. Like
1: he's the closest. I think that, that you I, have. I, I
0: think that that's the whole point.
1: I I get how eighty years like now that's not necessarily the most shocking thing.
0: Sure, but then yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of is. I
1: think it was also hard because of just how like so men didn't show their emotions eighty years ago, right? So like. I, I I full blown chuckled when you know the movie starts and it's a pretty boring like first couple like first scene where you know it's just yep. exposition laying out what the case is gonna be what you think it's gonna be and the woman talking and his partner kind of being like really like creepy and real,
0: real forward
1: I wrote him down for an LVP real immediately forward. and then he got shot like right away and I was like okay well never mind that guy's out of the LVP running probably I mean we can still discuss him and then I was like all right well you got me on my toes I'm for it you know. And then uh Spade gets called to like be notified that his partner was just gunned down and killed. Same thing for the person that he was technically tailing. And yeah. and, and then and his reaction did. is like oh, really? he, just, he was just called that uh the sprinklers huh. just went off outside. Got it. Like it's the so nonchalant. Like I literally chuckled and I think that's another problem I have is There's a lack of range in terms of what the story could necessarily
0: call for. As you reflect on it now, if you'd watched this 80 years ago, you wouldn't say that because we've evolved as a society where we, we say men shouldn't be like that now. Men should show their emotions. They should cry when they get bad news. They should yell and scream and giggle and do all the things that you do. You know, they shouldn't be just a wall. That's what we say now. Yeah. That And that's what we like to see reflected on screen because, you know, art imitates life, right? So art imitates life. That's how it was. So that's what people saw. So I can't fault Bogart in his performance of how the material was most likely written and how all the male actors and the male directors and the male producers and all of the men who worked on this... Wanted it to be because that's how it would have been. If that was me getting that news, that's how I would react. Sure. Just move on to the next thing because we're men. Like, so, so I, you know, whenever I talk about movies from 19, pre 1950s, kind of have to like do it with a different kind of lens on because we can't, like, if you remade that movie today, that character would be completely different. Sure. You know? So, so. I do give some grace to that, but yeah, I think it's it didn't do anything to drive it forward because it just made him seem like cold and uncaring, especially when he's like, take his name off the door. Change right. all the stationery. Like Bring his
1: wife in. Let me fuck her.
0: Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: I guess also my expectation, so there was a lot that I did like about the movie. I thought for a movie that was made eighty years ago in nineteen forty one, I thought it was incredibly well shot. I think John Huston is obviously one of the most famous and influential movie directors of all time. And I think it is gorgeously designed. Like, there's some stuff that's that's still, to me, impressive now with what was done with some of the camera tricks and designing of the the layouts Uh and like I already talked about, the some of the surprises and some of the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the twists and turns and story elements okay. were very, very good. That said, I, I think for as lauded as this movie was, I can't help but feel a little bit of a letdown in that it's a pretty convoluted it
0: just feels long.
1: And it wasn't.
0: But it feels like it. All
1: those movies back in the day feel that way because, uh, like, the
0: pacing. I well, the think pacing, so, and
1: also so you get opening credits that are very short, and then you don't have closing credits. Is so, this
0: the end? So it's you're over, like Jillian when so you she first saw a movie. That so that your
1: runtime is the runtime of the movie. Like yeah. your credits are a minute, minute and a half.
0: Because um, you don't have five hundred people.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. There's no caterers. Sorry, like, right, right. Like, yeah. You have five hundred people. There's no people. best boy. Right, there's you no know, there assistant been,
0: but, to the assistant. Yeah. Like, you don't have five hundred people working on a movie. Yeah. Then.
1: Who did your makeup and hairstyle? Me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. But it just gets very talky, very talky, and boring in many stretches as you're starting to peel those layers back. Yep. But it do, it does have a good sense of like almost realizing that. And at the end of those stretches, like, hooking you back in, like, specifically the scene where you meet Cairo for the first time, mm-hmm. um, who Peter Lorre is just fucking creepy to look at.
0: Real and creepy. so
1: good. He's my personal pick for MVP. Like a bug. I- I'm sure it sh- probably should be Humphrey Bogart, but Peter Laurie to me, saved this movie for me from being, like, really underwhelming to really being something that I, I kind of enjoyed it because he's creepy and he's exactly what the movie needed the point it came in is like this foreign menace, but he's a worm. he's kind of funny like so his yeah. first scene he holds up Sam he holds up Sam Spade with a gun gets the shit beat out of him, employs him and at the end when he gets his gun back he holds him up again
0: yeah
1: <laughs> like that's like that's well constructed. I know exactly who this fucking character is now. And it's something different than what I was expecting what I've already seen in the movie.
0: Right, right. And it's a good foil to to that to that you I I don't wanna say like to the straight man. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, to to the straight man in it. And then the
1: same thing when the first scene with um the fat man. Yeah. Where it's a long exposition of really like explaining Malta more than Malta needs to get explained and this artifact and whatnot. And then next thing you know, Like, he's talking about the Falcon, and Sam stands up, and, like, he's poisoned, he passes out, he gets fucking punted in the head.
0: Yeah, that was, I, I... And Kyro
1: was there the whole time, it's like, okay, you know?
0: Yeah, that was, like, bizarre.
1: But the right type of bizarre to kind of, to lull you out of the, to wake you up, but to lull you out of this false sense of, like, kind of knowing where we're going... And it's like, oh, damn, okay, I don't have all... He just gave me what I thought all the answers were, but why, like, why is this happening? Right,
0: now? right, yeah.
1: So that, that was something that I, I could, I could mm-hmm. dig. Um, what's up, beating around the bush? I've talked about it. So Samantha fell asleep a lot in this movie. Um, we didn't necessarily watch it very late. Um, we watched this on the 3rd, which would have been, what, Thursday? 4 or 5? Yeah. Um, so on the precipice of a very, very busy weekend. And I'd reference recently when this happens in movies that I was going to do things to prove to the audience I wasn't just making shit up.
0: I don't think I've ever denied falling asleep. I
1: But to prove how much work I put into this by no matter um, how boring or what I have going on, I've never true, fallen asleep. Yes in you a movie. have,
0: yes you have, and we've said it on the show. Yes you have. You're a fucking liar. I don't remember which movie. Yes that was. you have and we've had to stop it and rewatch it later on. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Sure Uh, have, sure have, sure have.
1: But for you, it's a common occurrence. So I said I was going to take pictures. I also said I was going to quiz you. And it is quiz time. I have four questions written down, and we will see how you do in them. Get off your phone for these questions that I'm about to ask you.
0: Okay.
1: What is the name of the ship captain?
0: Who Joseph got? something.
1: Is that your final answer?
0: Yeah, Joseph something. Honestly, like if I had stayed awake, I probably wouldn't know the full answer to that. Jacoby, anyway.
1: he came in. He was killed. Okay, it's a big dramatic death scene. I
0: don't. I think I was close enough. I don't think that that kind of against me because even if I'd stayed awake the whole time, I don't think I specifics of names are not. It, I I think that those are negligible.
1: Names of characters
0: are not negligible.
1: How much money does the fat man author offer Sam Spade for the Falcon?
0: When like, uh, initially, initially twenty five thousand, and then twenty five thousand, like so fifty total. That's correct. Yeah,
1: one for two. Hmm. What was Bridget's first name? So the first name that she gave to Sam in the very first scene.
0: Bridget, like, O'Shaughnessy?
1: Yes. What what did she say her her name was when she first came to Sam's office?
0: Oh, bro, man, what the fuck? Like, that's ridiculous. First or last name, I'll take it. Even if I knew... Even if I was awake... I was what awake are during... What names? How do you
1: know what's my name? Even
0: if I was awake during that, I think it would be hard for me to recollect something that happened for three seconds and then they didn't refer to again. Yes,
1: they did. He was asking for her later on in the movie under that name. I don't know. Ruth Wonderly.
0: Oh, yeah, Wonderly. 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 That's right. Question four. Mm-hmm.
1: Who actually killed Miles?
0: Who's Miles? Arthur? The partner? Mm hmm. Okay.
1: Miles um, Arthur was his okay. name.
0: Okay. All right. What? I knew it. I said. Who actually killed him? Mm-hmm. Uh, she did. And her name was? O'Shaughnessy. Uh, Bridget.
1: I was going to say, we literally just said. Okay. So two for five, so fifty percent. That is anywhere in the word world uh, called failing. Um,
0: okay. Fine. You want me
1: to come up with one more question and see if you get a D?
0: No, you, I don't understand how you think that that upsets me. Your questions were ridiculous. They were not ridiculous. They were ridiculous. Fine. So. No, I don't care.
1: I want no. I want you. To come up with a quiz, I'm challenging you to pay attention in the movie long enough.
0: Uh-huh. To come
1: up with five mm-hmm. questions.
0: Okay, I and spring
1: it on me at any time. Sure, you got. And it. And if I get worse than two out of four,
0: I I got three out of five. You know you didn't. I asked
1: you four questions and you got two of them.
0: It's I think
1: Joseph yeah. something is not Jacoby.
0: It was close enough.
1: No, I refuse. Okay. Um.
0: Okay. I'll get you real good. Just wait.
1: Another thing I didn't necessarily like is so... I didn't th- like
0: how there was my fucking characters. Couldn't remember any of their damn names.
1: There was a lot. So, like, all the other policemen and detectives... Yeah,
0: like, and, and, and I felt like... There all these like,
1: fucking white dudes that looked the and same. And I wanted
0: something else to happen with them. Like, I felt like they kept coming back. Like, you know, I, I wanted there to be a like a payoff, like a, oh, they're the ones who did it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that's
1: too modern of a thing. But you you know know. what
0: I mean? Like, I felt like, okay, they're here, and then they're here again. Like, yeah, like there were a lot of white men in a black and white movie, and I think I've talked about that before when we did 12 Angry Men. Real confusing. Um, Diversity is key and wonderful.
1: (laughs) Well... Uh, Peter Laurie is from, like, Hungary, or, you know, like, it's something, he's still cool. white.
0: Yeah. Uh. But foreign, so, So, you the know. concept
1: of the Maltese Falcon, this whole time, shut the fuck up, they're both accepted. Okay. Because they say both throughout the movie. Okay. Was built up to me, not having seen this movie, and it gets referenced all the time, and so many things, I feel like they there was references even in like our animated shows like back in the day. I want to say it was like a tiny tune multi-stop cannon and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of like a letdown at the end of it, right? Like it's sure. just this stupid little bust of this fucking bird. And there's so much music and suspense and buildup and tension. It's revealed and it's like, okay. And then like he starts scratching at it and like, even when he's scratching it, like nothing really happens that you can see, and it's like it's a fake, and then all the tensions kind of let let down, and they kind of scamper off, and they get arrested or captured off screen or whatnot. But the the, the rev- like the reactions to it are great because you know we've spent an hour and a half with these three principal characters right. all clamoring for it and doing despicable things to acquire it, you know, and are dreaming of being made in their lives from having this prized possession, the stuff that dreams are made of and ultimately means nothing. Their reactions are good, but necessarily plot-wise is not for me. Cause also afterwards, then you have to me, my least favorite part of the movie, which is this ten like just the worst ten minutes of like not understanding how relationships were made in the 40s. So, let me get this straight. So, they're in love, apparently. Yes. And they just met each other, like, a week, a couple days ago.
0: Look, when you know, you know.
1: Uh, But she killed his partner. And She's he's sending her to jail.
0: He's a detective.
1: But he's gonna wait for her.
0: Yeah, wait for me, baby.
1: Unless she hangs for the crime.
0: Yeah. Which he's they,
1: totally it, it, okay death with. Death
0: penalty. He, he has taken an oath <laughs> as a police officer, as a detective.
1: Absurd.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've seen that iteration. Like, if it, it was reversed, if it was reversed and it was the man who committed the crime and the woman said that she'd wait for him, you'd say it was romantic. No, i say she's
1: a fool. Also, it sounds like a Bonnie Raitt song. <laughs> it, it, it totally... I don't think you have a
0: romantic bone in your body. I what is
1: you? romantic about that?
0: I mean, if I went to jail, wouldn't you wait for me? Well, no, Fuck no. Be be- Bye. You'd be dead. Let's be real. If I was going to jail for anything, it would be for murdering you.
1: Because. She, she killed his partner. Like, they had to have been friends. It's, I, I think he says at some point, like. Sure. You know, a man's partner. Some bullshit 40s line. Like, a man's partner is, 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 is his penis. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you like to play with him. The other times he just kind of sits there.
0: <laughs> what is this accent that you have going on? I don't
1: know, sweetheart. It just keeps changing. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> that, uh. But, you know, there has to be some kind of, like, connection or, or something there. And. It's the most. Movie fied thing of. These strangers. And, like, there's no real chemistry between them. There's not, like, a scene ever where. They're telling, because the man's not going to reveal anything about his emotions, and the woman in this is just playing him and playing everybody the whole time, so she doesn't really unleash her desires or her, you know, final true motives in any portion of it, so there's nothing for me to connect as an audience member that's like, ah, yes, this is so tragic that they're in love, and she killed his partner, and she has to go away, and he has to do the right thing, I'm just like, they're both just kind of stupid, you know, that's... There's nothing anti-romantic about me thinking that. Okay. That's just how the movie happened.
0: Okay.
1: you disagree with me?
0: No. So
1: why are you busting my chops over this?
0: I don't know. It's fun. Oh, so you get all worked out. Great.
1: Is there anything else you necessarily liked or didn't like about the movie we haven't discussed? Um. Before we settle on our MVPs and LVPs?
0: Yeah, I mean... No, I think, I think we covered mostly everything. Um, yeah, like, the, the, the dynamics between the characters obviously was, like, the most interesting part, like you talked about. Just, like, you know, the way that they played off each other. But, yeah, the lack of chemistry, um, I think, did hurt it. Like, there's more chemistry between some of the other principal actors, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, but I just... And I guess maybe it's my fault for not knowing like more about actors and actresses from this time period, but mm. I'm like i could that could have been anybody um right. playing playing bridget that could have been anybody yeah. like it wasn't like I feel like there are some roles like i think I think we briefly talked about this when we did um you know uh Casablanca and and stuff like you know. You can't imagine other people doing these roles. Sure. Um, But, like, I didn't even know who this lady is. Like, I don't know who she is.
1: Uh, Mary Astor?
0: Sure. She's supposedly, like, the best actress in this time, and I have no idea who she is. And to me, I couldn't really distinguish her from another...
1: She was related to Howard Hawks, so that's probably why she got the gig. Sure. Um, Oh, no, she was the in-law. She married
0: Kenneth Hawks.
1: Um... Yeah, this is what she's best known for. She was a silent actress.
0: Sure. but like Probably but, probably
1: about right. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I'm like, I, I mean, anybody could have done My point is anyone could have done that, and I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, it would have been the same. Yeah, to she's, me, at she's, least.
1: She's not my MVP or my LVP, like I said. Yeah,
0: she, she's fine, but she's fine. She's, anyone could have done it. But, like, I feel like for the Sam Spade character, like, this embodiment of it. I felt like Humphrey Bogart did a great job, and I don't think anyone else from this time period could have done it the same way.
1: So he's your MVP over Peter Lorre?
0: Yeah, but I still think Peter Lorre did a good job. I think you made a really good point of him coming in that whole scene with the holdup, everything. I think that, that that's good. So I think you've swayed me a bit there, Peter Lorre as the, the MVP. So we're going with Peter Lorre? Yeah.
1: Sweet. I'll take it. There's just too much about Bogart being, like, stereotypical Bogart, that it still hasn't... I haven't Ouch. still seen the movie. We've seen, we've seen this in Casablanca. Right. Which are, like, his two movies. And in each one of those, to me, he was out... I was surprised by somebody else in Casablanca, Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman, and in this Peter Lorre, where I was like, they hooked the movie for me. Okay. In a way that he didn't. The LVP, for me, is definitely Elisha... Cook Jr.
0: Who's that?
1: That's Wilmer. So he's uh, Gutman and Lori's. Uh, Gutman and Cairo's like. And
0: guy. Like,
1: guy who's like just standing there stalking. But the fuckers, just his face. He has to make this like overly expressive face at all times. The same thing he did in The Killing.
0: And it's just. Yeah, I hated it. He's in so both of them.
1: inappropriate for the part. If he's supposed to be like this quiet, Lurking assassin, he just comes off like a goof. So you don't yeah. take it serious. And that's what Peter Lorre doing. What Peter Laurie is doing in this movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily like Archer's wife. She's only really in two scenes. She I very, didn't like
0: her at all. She so very much falls into that like,
1: melodramatic female that overly, we've seen over the top. Overly, in the yeah. but she wasn't in it enough. Whereas this guy, like he was supposed to be, like this young like. Like, and he was supposed to be menacing, gun, menacing. Yeah,
0: And no, he wasn't, right? And he, has he wasn't. has a stupid,
1: dopey, opie face on. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's for him. It's it's without a bullet.
0: Uh, Elisha
1: I... Cook Junior. Now I can say it without any fucking problem. Ah, uh, that
0: sucks for you.
1: Uh, he would have been a multi-time MVP if it wasn't LVP MVP uh, if it wasn't for the guy in the killing. Um, let me just double check and make sure he's not anywhere else on any of my lists. And I don't believe Peter Lorre is either. I don't think I've seen them in anything thus far. So um yeah, uh, I want to give a couple other shout outs. Uh, the guy that plays Casper Gutman, Sidney Greenstein, was the only uh, N- nominated, N- yeah, nominated person. There. I I that kind of,
0: I that surprised me because I was just I was just, he's, just a fat guy.
1: He's fine. It was just his I, first movie, I believe, as well.
0: I think yeah, movie because he was like a a stage yeah. actor in in, in, in
1: England, and his accent's very muddled in this. Um, well. well, so is your tan. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Cool. No, I got it. It's for the people, and it didn't do much to impress me. Um, to quote the great Shania Twain, the legacy of this movie is pretty significant. So, let's go over. I kind of went over it earlier, but in 1998, it was number 23 of the AFI 100 Greatest Movies. It dropped to number 31 on the 10 year anniversary of that. Um, was like ranked 26th in the 100 Thrills list in 2001. Both Gutman and Bridget O'Shaughnessy were listed as nominated villains, but were not actually part of the list uh, for the 100 Heroes and Villains. And the Stuff that Dreams are Made of was number 14 on the list of greatest quotes of movie history. And then the final AFI list they did in 2008, which, man, I miss those AFI lists, was... Uh, it was the number six mystery film in the top tens. Mm. I'm going to quickly read that list. That list is, from bottom to top, The Usual Suspects, Dial M for Murder, Blue Velvet, North by Northwest, The Maltese Falcon, The Third Man. Ha! Number four, Laura. Yes, that makes me feel vindicated. I feel Laura is a much better movie than this. Uh, Rear Window, Chinatown, and Vertigo. Can't. Those are an unassailable top three. Um, so, yeah. That is, uh, that is The Maltese Falcon. I'm very curious to see where kind of where we are for our AFI list here. I'm going to quickly go through uh, if you can count these off for me, I'm going to list the movies that we and the original should I do the original or the newer list for the hundred the 100 movies? Do
0: the original:
1: The original okay, these are the movies that we've done for the podcast, so uh, tally off, just keep track of Got how many it. we've done. Uh, Casablanca. The Wizard of Oz. These are all order, from best movie to, to the worst movie. They're mm-hmm. still hungry movies. So, I, Casablanca, Wizard of Oz, Schindler's List. Uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai. Star Wars. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, The Maltese Falcon, E.T., Dr. Strangelove, Bonnie and Clyde. A little bit of a streak there. Uh, a bunch of them in a row. Uh, North by Northwest, West Side Story a clockwork orange jaws snow white and the seven dwarfs ah da 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 halftime da 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 that's a big big jump here <fluid> network mm. um, so uh, force gump the shawshank redemption city lights rocky mm-hmm. <laughs> du- 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 platoon
0: we did Platoon.
1: We did Platoon, yes. Oh, okay. 12 Angry Men. Uh-huh. Almost done. Uh, we will be watching Goodfellas in three weeks. Okay. so we can go and put We'll go. put that on there. Uh, Pulp Fiction.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I think Blade Runner.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Toy Story. That's How many it? is that? Yep.
0: 10, 15, 20, 20. 26. That's
1: pretty good. We've seen a quarter... On this podcast alone, of the top hundred movies in AFI uh, twenty-three years ago, so that's pretty good. I don't know about the the, the newer list. There's probably going to be a few deviations, but pretty good, pretty good kid, and uh, pretty good there, Sweetheart. God, I must sucked being a woman back then.
0: It sucks to be a woman now. I know, what but even worse.
1: Even worse. Yeah, probably. Like the way that Miles in that first scene is just literally.
0: It's salivating and drooling. Eye-ogling her, like... Yeah, yeah. Horrible. It sucked then. It sucks now. I know. It sucks because, like, there's all these just expectations, and it's like, oh, you're supposed to do this, or or do that, or look this way, or look that way, and, you know, that's it. And women are seen as weaker and stupider, and only one of those things is true.
1: You are all women. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Score time for the Maltese Falcon before you actually do kill me and go up. Uh, up and you won't see me for twenty years, sweetheart. If you don't, if they don't hang you first, how would you like to be killed? Like if you, if you I wouldn't. No, but like if you, if you got sentenced to death, you want an electric chair? You want to be hung? Firing squad? I would not injection. get
0: sentenced to death. But like if it happened, I'm so sorry. If we both went to court. No, no, that's not
1: how it works. Just,
0: I'm just saying, out of the two of us... Something
1: in your brain snaps and you kill 14 people tomorrow and they, they send, sentence you to death. How I would not to be
0: sentenced. To, if, are you talking about the same, like, judicial system that we have currently in place? Death. I would not be sentenced to death. What? I'm also making social commentary on this show. That's also what we do here. I wouldn't. But if I were, in the absurd event that I was... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really care.
1: I'm dying. What would your final meal to be? Uh,
0: probably cold pizza. I love cold pizza. Your
1: final meal?
0: Yeah. Your, what is your mac and cheese?
1: <laughs> As an appetizer. <laughs> two boxes of Blue mac and cheese to start. Galley boys from Swenson's. Fucking, uh, I don't even know. I'm eating fucking everything.
0: And then you're going to wake up and run five miles, and that's how they're going to kill you.
1: Well, no. I'm just going to make it difficult for them, because when you die, you shit. So it's just going to be like 20 pounds of shit exiting my body. Uh, I don't care. If I'm sentenced to death, I'm going to get fat as fuck. mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy it. 20 sodas.
0: (laughs) Have 20 All those,
1: All those Whoppers Robin's eggs I threw away.
0: (laughs) No, I probably would want to just, you know, put a needle in my arm go to sleep, go to sleep, you know? Sure. No painful, but I would never, that would never happen.
1: I know. I'm working on it.
0: What are you working on? I'm trying
1: to like instigate you to the point.
0: I thought that you were like poisoning me or something.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. No. You're too good with flavors. You would sense something was up. Yeah. I have been cooking more. Score time, Maltese Falcon, uh, you drew it so I scored first. If I end
0: up dead. There's so much evidence that you killed me, not just the uh, I'm gonna, gonna be... poison myself and just to frame you. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna get back at you. great, can't wait for that uh no, I wouldn't ever really do that. I love my life too much.
1: It's an odd case of a movie that's. Very highly regarded. We just yes. outlined Lauded. it. That I get, and I didn't sure. necessarily dislike. No. But I can't give it like an overwhelming positive didn't score. Didn't get
0: super into it.
1: Yeah. Uh, mostly because I was trying to wake you up the whole time.
0: Yeah, I was sleeping the whole time.
1: That's why I didn't understand half the movie. Because I was like, Samantha! <sighs> so I'm going to give it a 7.
0: Oh, I was giving it a 6.
1: Because... At the end of the day...
0: Like, it's still, like, one of the best movies of all time, but... For, like, its yeah, time.
1: For, its for its time. For its
0: time. right. I think that's is, a is fair... The,
1: is the point. And in its time, in sure. 2021, I think it's a solid seven. I think it's a highly flawed seven. When I give a movie a seven, it means usually that it's not very good, but I liked it. Or it's very good and I didn't like it.
0: I mean, you. It's you one also, of those
1: two things. You also
0: brought my, my enjoyment of it with, like, the Peter Lorre talk and everything like that. I You know, I think that that scene was a great scene. That interaction between those characters was it really good. It's so dope. creepy.
1: Was he ever, like, Ingo? That's how he talks. Wasn't that how he I, talked?
0: Yeah, but why are you, like, you sound like Robin Williams doing the guy at the beginning of Aladdin? <laughs> it's the Angler. And the lamb. Ingo from.
1: Frankenstein, now it's fucking gone. Now it's just... <laughs> now this is for only one person. This is like hyperventilating too hard.
0: <laughs> you
1: ever come down to my dungeon, and uh, now it's just too hard. Now you want to come down to my dungeon? Now
0: you're it's... like Truman Capote uh, doing yeah,
1: impressions. Yeah, yeah, I can get Truman just like Should I reach in the back and see if I draw a Capote? If I draw a Capote right now, it'd be the greatest moment in my life. And
0: I will kill you.
1: Uh, so yeah, so next week, Lilo and Stitch, then we have I Love You Man, then we have episode 350, Goodfellas, and then we will get around to this movie that we are drawing right now. Let me double check and make sure that schedule is correct. Of course, schedule's always subject to change, it's based on what we feel like watching. Yeah, this movie will be in about a month's time oh boy what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing i'm still one of these days i'm gonna take it right off the top i'm gonna go close to the top here what are we hoping for well bam the Look at this. Well, you'll be probably happy. So will I. This, this will be a nice change of pace. Oh. It's a late 90s teen comedy. I yes. Think, I think a movie that actually we can take off of our can't pick list.
0: My wheelhouse here.
1: Is this on the can't pick? Yes, it is. So I can take this off the can't pick list. Maybe without... I
0: will not fall asleep So it's in. actually
1: kind of funny. So we're not doing the mo- the first movie off of our pick em off series until like a month from now. But we're still picking one off. Can't hardly wait.
0: Oh, yes, baby. Cool, we can talk about... That will be
1: a great lead-in before uh, Augie August, because uh, Augie Artillo's uh, dream girl is Jennifer Love Hewitt.
0: That is that is so weird and makes so much sense mm-hmm. at the same time, which is Augie, so
1: yeah, pretty perfect. So can't hardly wait to be coming out okay. here in just a few short weeks. Can't hardly wait. I can't hardly wait to watch it and talk about it. From Thank Mollet. you for listening oh. to this week's episode of Married of the Movies. When always go blah, 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 blah.
0: I didn't even mess you up this Help. time. Help! Are you okay?
1: <laughs> fine. <laughs> I got you for a half second there. No, why? Be- d- being a fucking idiot. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of *A Married With a Movie*. I didn't
0: even interrupt you. The Human Torch
1: last time. was denied a bank loan. He kind of did the beginning. Uh, you were ending the show without the plugs.
0: Well, because you were being ridiculous.
1: ArcadeAudio.net is our home base for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio for bonus content. Our summer game series will hopefully be starting here sometime soon. We are very, very busy. got a lot going on, but we're going to try to do it for uh, your listening enjoyment and our uh, our personal enjoyment, uh, the enjoyment of our company and our competitive nature. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Married Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. For me personally, i your host, Malt38, on Instagram. For my show, Box and Friends, where I raise money for good causes and I share my love of collecting toys with uh, guests on the show. Also, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. I'm almost done with the year 1993. Uh, I'll be done in the next two weeks. Finally, in the year 1994. And, yeah. Samantha.
0: What are you going to do when you catch up? All the way.
1: It'll be very difficult to. So I actually mapped it out just like I've mapped out the rest of the year. So I will be, I believe, almost done with the year nineteen ninety five at the end of this year. Because then it gets difficult because then there's like each Multiple, company yeah. has like a pay per view a month. Right and, now I'm still right. like. And six then when you eight.
0: get into like the last couple of years, there's like, th- like are you doing all like the NXT pay per views, all that kind of stuff too? Because like when they pay per views like Saturday and Sunday. And then the next Sunday When we, we get the to the Sunday?
1: network era, then yeah. I will do network special. And basically I'm following the Wikipedia chronology of like the companies. Also, there could change because in 97 ECW becomes a thing. And depending on where my timeline is, let's say in 4 or 5 years from now, mm. I'm to the point where TNA is a thing. Like they could just have TNA pay-per-views on the network by then. Like you don't know.
0: Sure. So, it's I don't know why I ask cuz I really don't You give don't give a, a fuck, yeah. So, um, at Jam with your Sam on Instagram.
1: That fucked me up. I was like free you to <laughs> your bullshit Instagram and you actually asked me the most earnest question you've ever asked me on this podcast about anything. I
0: thought you were going to say in, in, in my life. That and as well, I,
1: that as well, that as well.
0: I was going to say that's probably accurate. Mm-mm. Um, but no, I, I, I'm always interested to hear the things that you're into. Oh, that's nice. No, I'm being sincere. You oh, no, I was be so insincere. No, I wasn't being insincere. Sincere.
1: I was saying it more so like the feeling was not mutual. Well, yeah,
0: I think everyone on the show knows that.
1: (laughs) Our air and our clock is not loud (laughs) enough to pick (laughs) up the dead air. People people are just like looking at their devices like... What? No.
0: For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch.
1: Slash the movies. There's going to be a lot more high school talk for this. Oh, we should get our yearbooks. I don't have no idea. We will be able to if we're going to the garage. I to the garage. Mine or somewhere. Really, That's actually a really bad idea. I really
0: don't want to get my yearbook, <laughs> man. Don't make me do that. Why, well, you don't want
1: to read all your teachers who signed it?
0: Excuse me, I had a lot of friends. Remember, I went to school with all the same people since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So we were like obligated to sign each other's yearbooks. But I mean, it was like, we have a get great it. summer.
1: We should get our yearbook. Keep in touch.
0: K-I-T. Yeah.
1: We should get our earbuds.
0: Nah, fuck that.